When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Lady Bunny. Good morning, darling. It's not morning. It's evening for me. It is not evening. You're in Hotlanta. Oh, girl, did you go through... You're in Atlanta. When you went through the airport, you and everyone else, you need to know about Pascal's Soul Food. Honey, I was there on the way to Sacramento last weekend. Fried okra, a spiced yams, collard greens... Oh, and the that's macaroni good. and cheese that comes in a scoop, so you know it, it's good. Is that the one that's in Terminal A, like by the Qdoba and all those other restaurants? Yes, I think there might be two, but honey, you just ask any person of color who works at the airport, and they'll know exactly where it is, because I've done that. <laughs> they always kind of giggle, like, you know where the good shit is. <laughs> I also like Bojangles. Bojangles, which is, I love Bojangles fast food. But then Bojangles is a little problem. I mean, it's, it's I don't know who who made Bojangles, but Bojangles is a little if, if some white person made Bojangles, it's a little problematic. But whatever, because Bojangles was a menstrual character. White people like uh, fried chicken too. No, no, no. I was saying, but Bojangles was a menstrual character. It was a blackface uh, character. Oh, a menstrual character. Mm-hmm. A minstrel show, a black, a black face, a, a white person dressing up in blackface, performing with big lips. Oh, okay. So not not a minstrel show where What's a you perform once a month with blood. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Atlanta Terminal Airport is great. Um, I it, it's, it's one of the good airports. There, there there's lots of good food at the Atlanta airport and i agree it's, it's it's a great place well um of course i'm from chattanooga so i'm partial to atlanta and we'll be going there to dj in october for gay pride so oh yeah forget their, their gay for their pride is in the fall that's so interesting it's too hot in the summer yeah it's, yeah it's, it makes sense. it's muggy and 
horrible and it's it's kind of been it, it i was in sacramento uh and it was 108 degrees this it's, i know this heat wave is now that the heat wave that was in the uk is now here in america because california the whole not just sacramento california is fucking hot this past weekend i was just in um palm springs and palm springs was insane it's like 120 degrees it was wild uh, were you just visiting there or were you working yeah, I just I was just visiting. Um, my boyfriend and I went to go to. We just went there for the day. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's cute. I am going there on. I don't even know what the date is. Late September to do the Purple Room on two nights on September twenty fourth and twenty fifth, and I will be at the Catalina Jazz Club in L.A. On September 26th. So that should be fun. Oh, and I'm going... To, before that, I go to Wahoo. Hell? To do, uh, well, I'm already in hell when I'm with you, Mama. But uh, <laughs> uh, I go to... I've never been to the Big Island on Hawaii, so I'm doing Kona Pride in Wahoo and then going to visit um, in uh, in Honolulu. Yes, honey, Lady Bunny stays booked. Honey, you booked and I wouldn't say blessed, but you're clearly not blessed. <laughs> you better work it out, bitch. I've only been and to Hawaii one time. I did, um, this is back when I, 2018, I did um, that club. I forget the name of it. Scarlet. 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 Yeah, Scarlet Honolulu. And I've had offers to go back. I just, it just... It just it just hasn't worked out, but um, I think I'm doing some comedy club dates there next year. But oh, Hawaii is a good time. I love Hawaii. Beautiful yeah, beaches, we, beautiful gowns, and good food. And uh, when you yes. get off, so something about the is it hibiscus flower yeah. that's in the uh -huh. air that just it just your worries just melt away. You know, it, it may also be the bump of K you do when you got off the plane. That might be it. Uh. <laughs> No, I do the K on the plane. Oh, doing a bump of K during a flight could be really fucked. That could probably really fuck you up. Bitch, you like, where the fuck am I? Well, actually, it just makes me very sweet. And I just offer to help the flight attendants serve food and pick up trash. So it's usually a good experience for everyone. Wow, you offered to take yourself out. That's really sweet of you. <laughs> um, I was I'm watching this current. There's this documentary I want to send you on Netflix. It's about um, how to change your mind, and it's a documentary about psychedelics, like and like how, like LSD and psilocybin, how the government like really um, demonized them for their own good. It's really interesting. Well, we all know the war on drugs is just in, in in general. It was it, it was it was it was a really fucked up thing by started by Nixon, Reagan. You know, Nixon. It was um, before Reagan, that's for sure. Yeah, it was Nixon. Um I'll say it's 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 a really interesting documentary. Anyway, we're not here to talk about well, that. We're, well, we're actually let to... me tell you something. Uh what? uh Donald Trump has been making some campaign speeches and he actually said recently fool that he is that we should give the death penalty execute drug dealers yeah yeah i mean and this comes at a time when people's attitudes have really relaxed towards weed including including republicans and and um it's legal i think in like 18 
states. And, um, you know, anyway, he's Trump is <laughs> claiming that drug dealers should be executed at his um, uh, campaign speeches, uh, which is, I think, very far behind uh, where most people are on drugs. Mm-hmm. Like 18 states have legalized it, at least for a, a medical use, but even for recreational use as well. And uh, that's pretty crazy. I mean, the the, the one thing I, I guess he's trying to hit at, which is a little scary, is that, you know, I'm kind of glad I stopped doing uh, drugs because... For, for the most part, um, because there's this fentanyl shit that yeah, dealers are cutting, you know, and, and you can just drop dead from it. And it's it is coming like 90 percent of it from Mexico. So, the, you know, Trump, you as usual, ginning up, uh, you know, distrust and fear of um, of uh, Latino people or immigrants or people who are coming over from the border. It's, um, it, you know, but I mean, at the same time, I'm scared by the fentanyl, you know, I mean, it's like, I would not like, oh, you know, go and snort something off of a key at this point, because you don't know what the fuck that is. You, yeah. you, you could die. It's I true. Mean, what, whose idea was that? I mean, that's so, so terrible. Yeah. Cause people want, I mean, people always want to get like, they look for like the next best thing that's going to, that's going to get you even more fucked up. But in this documentary, um, they bring it to current times talking about, cause you know, a lot of places, like for example, uh, Vancouver, Canada, they have um, weed is obviously um, legal. So, uh, they have legalized psilocybin, aka mushrooms, and they have decriminalized um, cocaine, ketamine, and something else. And even a lot of and in in, in America, a lot of states they have uh, for therapeutical and psychotherapeutical uses, they are like microdosing psilocybin ketamine and other and other drugs like that so it's very interesting yeah i mean i i, th- I think some of those uses are um you are, are are for like therapy yeah uh where, where i mean i do have friends who microdose on mushrooms mm-hmm. um you know and they just like take a take take a little bit and just get a buzz and run around and do errands yeah <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those girls. I, I if, if, if if I'm doing mushrooms, that's what my day's committed to. I'm going somewhere. I'm doing mushrooms, but to, again, I've never microdosed mushrooms. So maybe micro microdosing mushrooms, you are functional. But even even people who even if I take like one pull of a, of, of 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 my of my vape pen or I eat. Uh, five milligrams of edible or whatever. I, I'm like, I'm not in the mood to do th- to do things. I'm in the mood to chill. With weed, I'm in the mood to do creative things sometimes, or just you know, just totally chill out. But I do have a friend who says he never takes weed before six p.m. so he gets a lot done. But my friend, which is not a bad idea, but my my friend, uh, but it won't appeal to addicts. <laughs> Right. <laughs> my my friend uh, who microdoses mushrooms rides around on the bicycle. And I would be like, God, what if you took too much and you're like seeing, oh, that's not a car coming towards me. That's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, I just, I I just, I just, or or what? Co- oh, the colors on the stop sign are, you know, a kaleidoscope. <laughs> right. 
And then that's <laughs> the documentary was saying, like in the seventies, like when LSD was really popping, when it when it became the thing, they're like a big way that the government used it was like, oh, if you if you take LSD, you'll think that you can fly and you want to jump off a building. I'm like, I've t- I've taken acid before, and I don't I don't ever feel like I I can I want to get on a balcony and fly off. You just acid is just like to me, it's like weed is weed. So uh, mushrooms feel like a stronger weed, and LSD feels like stronger feels like a stronger mushroom. That's what it feels like to me. Well, well, you can have a bad trip this on true. LSD. This is true, and I, I I guess because it's so illegal, there's no way to, uh, you know, know exactly how much is in mm-hmm. the tab or you know whatever. Um, I've also heard you know like edibles, uh, if you eat drugs lsd or weed or whatever it takes and you have a full stomach which i often do um it uh, takes you know like an hour to kick in so the danger is that you might take more thinking oh this is doesn't work or it's mild and i did have one bad trip um taking acid in the 80s yeah i had one bad trip too i've I've had a bad trip before but it's also because Um, it was like mentally I was not in a good place because of some other stuff that was going on. I was like, you cannot be in like yeah. that. You, you can't have like a negative thing going on. You need to be like positive. Yeah, and I, I can't imagine it doing it where I wasn't in on a familiar turf because like anybody in a club <coughs> can just run up and say anything that can just melt down your world. Yeah. And um, I was, uh, the, the, the only bad trip that I had was in Atlanta when um in the 80s and so this uh we were having a party at our apartment and the only that this girl walked in who i didn't particularly care for but i mean we were friends but we and i kind of like played up the fact that we didn't like each other kind of like i did with you monet and um the the uh, so when she walked into my room i was scribbling in a book uh these beautiful or so i thought cartoons <laughs> i mean i don't really draw and that was i was just like oh every time as quickly as i could turn the page i would do another caricature that would just be like oh my god so inspired and then she walked into my room so i started backing away from her like uh uh no not you oh no you're gonna ruin my trip but you remember those stupid uh looms that were made out of a metal that you would make those silly pot holders on looms you like a miniature loom that was like a seventies, eighties thing where you would make pot holders. You would weave them on these little miniature looms, mm-hmm. and it was like considered like a fun. So I had one of those, and I was like w- moving away from her. No, no, stay away from me. And you know, like half joking, but high out of my mind. And I stepped on that loom and the teeth, and because my mother is a nurse. She always used to describe lockjaw, which you get from stepping on something like a rusty loom, and it was rusty. She would always like clench her fists and her teeth and say, this is what lockjaw is. So my trip, <laughs> my acid trip became, uh, you know, my body tensing up in lockjaw that I didn't oh, no. <laughs> get. But yeah, it's, but you, the thing with acid is that it, it, it'll fuck you up for a long time. So maybe, maybe microdosing is um, is 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 less like that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds wild. Not like oh, that sounds like a that sounds like a horrible trip. That sounds terrible. It, it was because I, I was just like thinking back. My mother would make this grimace. <laughs> 
of people who got lockjaw. And so that's what I kept thinking my body was doing, like seizing up. And of course, it wasn't. But I jumped out the window anyway. <laughs> Well, we should, we should get into the headlines. Headliners. One headline that kind of made me tense up a little bit was the Biden student loan forgiveness, Lady Bunny. How do you feel about the student loan forgiveness situation? Well, uh, Biden promised to do uh, $10,000 of student debt forgiveness. And, uh, you know, I don't have student debt, so I would like to, uh, you know, hear, you know, what that means to you. Obviously, it's $10,000, which is not nothing um, being forgiven. Mm -hmm. It's This is such a polarizing issue that it really isn't even, it's, it's, it's popular among some groups, but I tell you, the media has really poisoned people against it. But hey, I give Biden credit for doing it. He was, um, he, you know, he took his time. He did it, you know, before the, the, um, the, uh, the, the midterms, you know, to, to, to curry favor with the people who need their debt relief. Because what happens with the, the student debt, I don't think everybody, I know the arguments for canceling it, more than I do the arguments against it, but this has been a real push and pull between people, even Democrats, who feel a different way. Some people feel like if you take out a loan, you pay it back. There's no forgiveness. But then we just gave people during uh, COVID um, uh, PP. Was it PPP or PP? PPP, PPP loans. Yeah. Where where we and then and then just forgave them. So there is a history, recent history, of forgiving loans when people are in dire straits and the COVID has has either locked their work down or you know whatever they do. So you know that's one of the arguments. Uh, and also, what about like it. all these corporations that get fucking bailed out all the time? What about um, what about the fact that they have made that student loans you they cannot be forgiven even when you file bankruptcy? It's like they have they have made so many they have made so many um, you know so many they've taken so many steps to make sure that you live and die with these with these loans and this and this one program that Biden is offering to help forgive people who. And not for nothing, and I get it. You can choose to go to college, but we also live in a in a in a society in a culture where you are preying on kids. You are preying on kids who are not a lot of them, not even eighteen yet, sixteen years old, and you tell them if you don't go to these colleges, you'll never work, you'll never be anything. So then they feel like, oh well, if I don't take out this. Um, this end up being $200,000, $175,000, thousand, whatever it is. If I don't take this money to go out, to go to this really nice school, then I'll never be anything. I'll never work. I won't have anything. So, you know, it, it, it's a system that they set up to, um, to prey on kids to get these loans and have to live with them forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, and they have to live with them forever because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have to live with them forever because it is, a, as you say, a predatory loan that uh you know you 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 can pay off your entire loan mm -hmm. but still have the interest and i think a quarter of of americans who have student debt 
um, take that debt to their grave. Oh, yeah, so this sure. is not encouraging for people, if we do tell people that we want to better themselves. Now, um, I will say that Joe Biden, years ago, did uh, make it harder to declare bankruptcy because, you know, Joe is is of the financial industry. He's of the corporate Democrat wing. So, you know, like I say, I'm pleasantly surprised that he relieved 10,000 of it. Uh, progressives like Liz Warren, who is somewhat progressive, wanted 50,000. Bernie wanted to kill all of it. And, you know, one thing that I keep hearing in the media is well, this is I, so I was on planes and I watched CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News. I'm gonna tell you, people, this is why I watch alternative news. This shit is garbage. Fox News, they were claiming not only do they claim every day that, well, I don't watch it every day, but every time I've tuned in, which isn't that often, that Joe Biden is a Marxist socialist uh -uh. who is under the sway of AOC and. <laughs> Bernie Sanders, he is not. He is not at all. But they just use Marxism or socialism as a as a fear thing and say, oh, socialist Venezuela, they have to eat their cats. It's such a bad, you know, system. So there's all of this, you know, like, but one thing that they've been, one talking point of people against canceling student loans is that I didn't go to school, so I don't want my taxes to pay for someone else's loans that they are, you know, not able to pay. Um, but however, uh, we, we, our taxes paid for those PPP loans, right. our taxes to pay for the streets that we all need, say, you know, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not disabled. Um, but I don't mind if my tax dollars pay disability for people who are because they're disabled. So it's really about how compassionate you want to be, and the left is more compassionate than the Republicans and the right, whose attitude is pay the debt. You know, mm -hmm. they're they're more focused on, um, you know. So yeah, it it. But but I mean, for you, were were you expecting more less? I mean, is this going to be something that? Because a lot of people are saying if they canceled all the student debt, young people would be able to buy homes, which is now not the case for a lot of young people like yeah. a whole generation yeah well i'm curious to see like what is the average debt in the country i feel like that's a that's a great way to find like a, a medium number so i mean which maybe that's what that's maybe that's what they did maybe they averaged out like what the like they added all this little loan debt together and they averaged out like what people like what they could do um to make the most sense and maybe that's how they end they, they landed at ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars so maybe that's what happened i mean a lot of my friends, I think maybe because a lot of my friends went to these big uh, these big colleges. Like, I I rarely find friends that have less than fifty thousand dollars. Like a lot of my friends have fifty thousand dollars or more. But again, I don't well, know you, if, if that's the general consensus in the country. Okay, so that so if that's the case, then ten thousand dollars is 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 more, is more than a third of your of your debt. So that's that listen, it's a, it's a good thing. You know, yeah. centrist democrats, you know, uh they will do some, progressives want to do more. Um 
that's that's but yeah it's it's or so maybe anyway, or maybe of, or maybe they could have done a percentage right maybe they could have done of like like for like every borrower like whoever it is like you get to like you like you can do a third of of like we can they will like they will they will forgive a third of whatever your debt is whether that be if it's two hundred thousand dollars a third of that if it's ten thousand dollars a third of that like maybe they, maybe that could have been a system that could have worked i don't know but, but j- just give an example i paid in federal because i had to get federal and public and and, and private loans in my private loans i had i had seventy five thousand dollars in private loans and I, for the years from the time I graduated from 2020, uh, from 2012 to about 20, what did I pay them off? 2012 to like 2018, just those private ones. I had paid, um, to 2019, I had paid $900 every month from 2012 to 2019. And when I looked, Bunny, I had, I was only paying like, half of the like i i pay like a quarter of the interest of the, of the loan like the rest of it was yeah. all just interest it was like it was all that was left and then when i won rupaul's drag race i literally took that money and i paid off my loan as much as i could yeah yeah and then i still have like a seventy five thousand dollars in fucking federal loans I mean, so at any rate, the thing I was hearing on Fox is that this is this is an almost direct quote. This is an I think his name is Neil Cavuto, black uh, news anchor. Uh, this is the most elitist thing I've ever seen in my life. So Republicans are the ones who want to cut taxes on the wealthy. That is the most elite thing because they don't need tax cuts. They should pay, you know, more, right. uh, you know, because their businesses use the the roads, uh, you know, and all this other kind of stuff. But uh, it it so they're trying to make the case that oh, you know, working class people shouldn't pay the college any percentage of the college debt of students who are you know defaulting on their loans or or struggling with their loans because. A, some working class people didn't choose to go to college because they knew that they couldn't afford it. And um, B, because these people who go to college will make a lot more money because of their college and won't have any trouble with paying student debt. Or that I don't want to pay my taxes to go to forgiving rich people's uh, debt, student debt. But the thing is, Here's the fallacy in that. Rich people ain't got no debt. Right. <laughs> they, they, they pay it off with ease. You know, they're not struggling with, you know, monthly payments. They'll, they'll you know, I mean, that's just, that's just a, a, a fallacy. But, you know, not all Democrats are on board with it either. And, you know, of course, Big Bad Bun did some digging on the Internet. And Joe Biden actually wrote his position uh, when he was elected was that he was going to cancel 10,000, but he wrote a piece on medium.com, which is called Biden outlines the new steps to ease economic burden on working people. Mm-hmm. And this is his own words. This proposal would be in addition to my existing student debt proposals, immediately cancel a minimum of 10,000 debt per person as proposed by Senator Warren in the midst of the coronavirus crisis. Well, he didn't immediately do it, but he did do it and uh, and, and did 20000 with the Pell Grants. Um, but he also said, the concept I'm announcing, let me find this. Uh, oh, yes. 
The concept I'm announcing today will align my student debt proposal with my forward-looking college tuition proposal. Under this plan, I propose to forgive all undergraduate tuition-related federal debt from two- and four-year public colleges and universities for debt holders earning up to $125. Um, so, $125,000. Huh? $125,000. Yeah, if you if you earn uh, over $125,000. He, he, so, I mean, at one point during the campaign, he was saying that he would forgive all the debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, you know, it's... it's it, But, what? hey, he did forgive some. <laughs> yeah, he did. But, and then I was... Uh, and then, but in, like, the midst of that, and, and, you know, Republicans are like, like, where is, where is all this money going to come from? Like, the, the question is, is always where this money is going to come from. Meanwhile, in, like, the week before that or, like, a couple weeks before that, we had given, like, Ukraine. And, again, they need it. I get it. We give we gave Ukraine, like, $13.8 billion. And, like, the week after that, we gave them $4.4 more billion. It's like, when it comes to war, like, we can always find money. But when it comes to helping American citizens who fucking need help, we're like, but we just don't. Like, where are we going to get the money? But it can always be found uh, well, in those this- situations. The same with Medicare for all, you know, it's, 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 it's the, you know, and you know, we, we give Israel a fortune every year to spend on their, uh, uh, military military and and defense and they have Medicare for all. So how can they afford it? Well, we're paying, (laughs) right? you know, so you're, I mean, yeah, the, the, the Ukraine thing, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a long topic, but I don't think it's a winnable war. And I just, uh, I, I don't know how much money we're going to throw at it while we don't have monkeypox vaccines or baby formula mm-hmm. or, you know, it's just, it's, it's, um, we care a lot about, uh, other countries, some, and someone actually tried to bust me online saying, oh, you sound like you're America first, like which was a Trump slogan. And I said, well, a broken clock can be right twice a day. Of course I think of Americans first. <laughs> you know, if, if people, you know, they're, they're actually trying to, uh, to in, in, in Silicon Valley, try, try to get teachers to stay with the pupils. And their families, because you know Same. we don't pay oh, them like, enough. Like, like like live at home with them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so That's so crazy. I mean, you know, and that between that and the the water in you know in, uh, Jackson, in fucking Jackson, yeah, I saw that. And and they just missed a, a deadline uh, uh, for Flint. This has been going on Flint, Michigan, where they've had yeah. unclean water since 2014. So it's like, and of course, um, there's always black and brown neighborhoods. Yeah, and, the, and, that, and that terrible go- the fuck the terrible governor of fucking um, Mississippi, um, who's spearheading. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, bitch, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. It's always something going on in this fucking country. Yeah, I think uh, Jackson is a little over fifty percent. No, Jackson is eighty-two percent black. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, Flint is about fifty-two percent black, but. I mean, imagine being scared of your water, right. scared to drink your water, being in this heat wave without water. I just don't want to see this world become a third world country um, because we are spending so much on 
wars, which I do not think are winnable. Now, there's a huge toll coming all over the place, you know, where um, they're they're not going to, there's a toll from the amount that we're spending, uh, spending on the war. And also, Germany, they're being told not to take hot showers because their energy is running so low mm-hmm. um the in england they're they're facing recession as well and there's one that you know seems to be looming here so it's like yeah. there is a real there, there i think the money could be put to better use. absolutely um, i could not imagine being from flint michigan or jackson mississippi you can't get clean fucking water it is hot as fuck you don't know like you 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 can't pay a student loan. You can't get clean water, and then you look, then you open your internet with your um uh, with your shitty internet connection, um, and you see a headline. And your and, and your dirty hand. <laughs> right, and you see a headline that the U.S. gives you uh, the, the U.S. gives Ukraine um, thirteen point four billion fourteen point four billion dollars. You're like, bitch. What about me? What about me in America in my little town? Can I get something? Can I get some help? Like, I cannot imagine. That is probably so crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just I mean, I, we can talk about it, you know. But I don't, I don't know if people can look. I, I'll get bent out of shape if my, um, you know, water gets shut off for half a day right. when they're doing r- repairs. Can you imagine going to that tap every day in the heat and not being sure that you whether you could drink it, yeah. shower in it? I mean, this is diabolical and i as you say it is low income communities mm-hmm. and they can't donate to politicians so the politicians right. they don't care don't care the, yeah. the the weapons manufacturers that we're giving you know uh this money to in for for wars in ukraine and elsewhere they can afford to donate to politicians and it's not just democrats it's it's right. it's, it's republicans and democrats i just I'm not a, but anyway, I, I just wanted to check in with you because obviously, um, you know, you, you have more college age friends than I do. And, uh, well, listen, I'm going to have my, my, C, my CPA look, look into it. I mean, I know that, you know, I'm, you know, very grateful that I make above $125,000, but I do have some Pell grants or something. I'm like, maybe they can hit me up with something, but I don't, I don't think I qualify because you have to make a under. 125 but i'm like can they fix uh the credit that not being able to pay my loans uh a couple years ago fucked up can they can, can they retroactively fix that yeah um yeah well we'll see i mean there's another backdrop of this they paused student loan payments during the pandemic for exactly. quite a while yeah. uh trump did it first then biden extended it then i think he's extended it again those are restarting soon yeah december so um, you know, uh, hey, it's listen, I, I, it's definitely a step in the right direction. Well, did you watch Mad TV back in the day? Not really. Okay. Well, there's this, well, there's this actor on, 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 um, on Mad TV, but his name was Aerie Spears. And he's, um, first of all, he got into trouble first because there's this video of um, someone asked him about, about about Lizzo. And this is what he said. Yes. Did you, oh, you saw it already. What did we play for our listeners? I did. Here? 
Yo, you know somebody uh, that wait, I'm, I'm going to play for, for our listeners, so everyone's caught okay. up. Yo, you know somebody that actually made good music, man? Lizzo. Lizzo? Oh, yeah, yeah, bro. Have you heard her shit, yo? Like, as a songwriter, yo. I, I can't get past the fact that she looks like the shit emoji. <laughs> now, this is coming from a person who literally looks like he is expiring from the outside in. <laughs> okay. He looks like a dead whale that you found on a beach that is about to explode. And if you if you if you haven't seen a video of, of an exploding whale, this is literally what this man looks like, personified. All right. So coming for Lizzo, and then so the internet got at him, and then Bunny, you, you probably didn't see this. So then when everybody started coming at him, um, you know, people started making jokes about his appearance, and he's like, "Man, um, the internet can't take a joke." And he goes getting really irate about it. I'm like, no, bitch, you're the one that can't take a joke. You just made this joke about Lizzo. And now everybody's coming for you and your appearances. And now you're like, the, the internet is mean. The internet can't take a joke. I, I cannot stand when people make jokes. And then when you come at them, they can't take it. It bothers me so much. The you don't know, make a joke. I, I did see that. So, first of all, uh, Lizzo is not does not look like a turd at all. She's heavy, but she is so pretty. Let's so give her that. Beautiful. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, come on, and um, and and also there is beauty and confidence, and um, she has that in spades. Now, um, so I did. I was a little taken aback. I mean, I guess if if you call someone fat or unattractive, and you are <laughs> fat and unattractive <laughs> like right. Aries Spears is um, you can expect people to jump down your throat but what I thought was a little bit so he threw down the gauntlet but what I thought was a little bit weird is that some of the people who were busting him for saying Lizzo was fat and looking busted then started calling him fat and busted so sometimes it seems like they don't share the same like I mean if it's wrong to call someone fat and busted is it okay to call someone fat and busted if they've called someone fat and busted who you like? Well, I mean, <laughs> yes. I don't... Absolutely. Okay, I mean, but but if calling someone fat and busted is wrong, you have the license to do it if uh, they've hurt your feelings? I mean, listen, as someone who lived their entire life being a fat bitch... I feel that I have caught Blanche to call Aries out on his on his on his uh, disgusting behavior. Okay, well, I I, I, so. I thought it was interesting. I honestly did not not watch Mad TV, and I knew really? Aries Spears' name. Uh, yeah, I honey, you know, I was out in the clubs wilding. Um, the uh, wilding. he, he I don't exactly know what he what he was doing, wh who who he was, but someone uh, suggested that he wanted to get this controversy uh, with Lizzo out there to kind oh. of detract from another controversy, which is brewing with him and Tiffany Haddish over an old a video they made for the website Funny or Die. Uh -huh. You think? I'm like, girl, that just, to me, that just puts you more in people's social consciousness. I was like, that puts you more. People are like, oh, yeah, that guy. And then that will be like, oh, he got to say this about Lizzo. What about this thing that he did that's inappropriate? I, if, if that was his plan, that was a very dumb plan, in my opinion. Yeah, I can't say that that's his plan. And, you know, I've tried to watch the video, but I haven't found it online. It, it was called Through the Eyes of a Pedophile. Mm -hmm. And... Tiffany played the 
uh, mom who was always going out for errands and would ask Ari Spears' character, the uncle, to watch the kids. Right. So, um, the and the uncle uh, turned out to be a pedophile who was cutting a hole in a newspaper to eye them. Now, the, the two kids, a sister and a uh, brother, uh-huh. are now suing Tiffany and... Um, uh, Aries for a bunch of different like sexual harassment, saying that they they taught the the girl to use um, uh, to to mimic fellatio mm-hmm. for the skit, um, and to have the boy uh, appear in his underwear. In his underwear. Um, so people are really incensed by this, as they generally are by pedophilia and. You know, I haven't. The, the, every time the there was going to be a, an objectionable, a really objectionable scene, the video that I saw blocked it out with the head of a a puppy. So I have I have not actually seen the most offensive part of the video. Have you have you haven't either? Have you? Yeah, I haven't seen it any. All I saw was the in the Rolling Stones article. There was just a picture of Aerie Spears with his eyes looking through the cutout newspaper. That's all I saw. But um, this is from, this is what they're saying in Rolling Stones. The plaintiff's mother has been trying to assert these bogus claims against Ms. Haddish for several years. This is by Tiffany Haddish's lawyer. Every attorney who has initially taken on her case, and there have been several, ultimately dropped the matter once it became clear that the claims were meritless and Ms. Haddish would not be shaken down. Yes, and, and you know... Um Two things can be true uh, at the same time, or, or you know, do do people who work with celebrities who are successful try to shake them down? Sometimes, do people, um, you know, who are doing comedy skits, uh, you know, do inappropriate things that that as we become more politically correct, they are no na- they're no longer uh, acceptable. Um, you know, and, and we don't all, we didn't have all have the internet to, uh, you know, chime in at all points. But, um, you know, another thing that happens is that before performers are successful, they do things that are more outrageous than they do when they become successful. And so, you know, I, I, I'm going to have to see the whole video, but, um, we do love to build them up and take them down. Yeah, this happened after um, Tiffany uh, Tiffany Haddish found these kids at a at a Laugh Factory comedy camp in 2013, and then um, they had the girl appear in a subway in a in a parody of a, of, a, of a subway commercial, and then um, the yeah. girl the, the girl says that Haddish brought her lunch and drove her to a Hollywood set, and they watch a video of a man making sexual noises as they ate a sandwich, and so it just I mean. <sighs> Again, I don't. I have not seen the things, but when you start to mix kids and sexual stuff, I don't care how long ago. That to me, that just never feels right. And again, I, a lot of people will do anything for a bit, for a punchline, for a joke. I get that, but when you start mixing kids and sexual stuff, to me, that is strange. Like when, like when you have like a little kid walk around in an underwear, like. I don't know. It just all feels very strange. I don't know. It's just it's just weird. Well, I mean, yes, it does feel weird. I just, without seeing the most offensive parts of the skit, 
you know, uh, I mean, I think I think Tiffany Haddish is great. So, I'm, but I'm not one of those uh, crazy fans that you know is going to forgive allegations, which may be true because I like her comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, someone was digging up another older joke of hers that she told um, about taking her kid to school and other women, other moms saying, oh, he is so cute. You know, I'd like to hit on him or whatever. But to me, that just sounds like a, a, a twisted joke. It doesn't necessarily, you know, mean a pattern of pedophilia, yeah. you know? And at some point, um, look, funny or die, someone someone paid for them to be on this skit. Someone wrote this skit and Funny or Die posted it. Was it perhaps at a time? No, uh, I think Funny or Die is like, I mean, I think Tiffany and Aries paid for it. Funny or Die, I'm sure someone listening will correct me if I'm wrong. Or Jay, if you could let us know. Funny or Die, I think is like a YouTube platform back in the day. Like you could like make your own, you and I can make our own thing and we can upload a Funny or Die. They're not, Funny or Die is not paying for it. Like we would pay to film it and then we're just uploading it there to get views and to get traction and to get clicks. I think Funny or Die got so big that it created, you know, content. Obviously, Aries and Tiffany were established. I don't think Tiffany was as established, but uh, I, I mean, here's here's like here's say, a comment. It says Funny or Die confirmed the video had been shared on his platform, but was later deleted. Funny or Die found this video absolutely disgusting and would never produce such content. The company said in a statement to Rolling Stone. So Funny or Die did not produce this video. They said we are we were not involved with the conceptualization, development, funding, or production of this video. It was uploaded to the site as a, as user generated content and it was removed in 2018 immediately after becoming aware of its existence. So yeah, Funny or Die did not pay for this. They they paid for their own video to get done and put it on the website mm-hmm. yeah well people are very very sensitive about uh pedophilia you know um, <laughs> uh, it's it, no i mean it's like i i, I don't I, I don't have any i like older men and at my age that's uh they're, they're they're dead if they're older than me so um you know but but i mean we do we so i'm not someone who is interested in sexualizing right. you know children i mean you can go to any pool and see a young girl with just uh you know uh bathing suit bottoms yeah. i don't see a problem with that because you know i don't think that it's i don't see it as sexual you know some may and you know speaking of the atlanta airport there were so many um the announcements about we're do, we're committed to stopping sexual trafficking and or, or or human trafficking of which sexual human trafficking is a part and i honestly don't know the extent that uh, s- human trafficking is going on but it's clearly a problem if they're making these announcements and then of course we we hear about uh jeffrey epstein who trafficked you know teenage girls to you know everybody i mean everyone from trump was partying with him to bill clinton Mm -hmm. flying down there to prince andrew and you know so to to me it struck and there's there's no one that's been charged none of the guys that paid for sex with um 
these younger girls have been charged. And yeah. uh, so this kind of, it's, it's, it kind of makes me feel like, um, so we're, we're making these announcements like it's a really big deal, but then we're not prosecuting any of the, the powerful people who, if the flight logs are to believe, flew to, uh, you know, Lolita Island multiple times. So it's clear there's a different... Um, oh, bitch, there's a, yes. There's a different, different justice for, for rich people who can yeah. pull strings and get off. And I know Prince Andrew from England was implicated, and he was, you know, going to pay a fine to settle, you know, which is always an option for only the rich. Money is the great unequalizer, Okay. Money will make you feel like you are shit, and then money will, um, if, if you don't have it, and money will make you feel like you are God if you have it. Like you can do literally anything, and you you don't ever have to have to face the consequences or the, or the repercussions of, of your actions. And you know, with the with the whole sexual trafficking thing, I see on my TikTok a lot, even on on Instagram and stuff like that. You see a lot of videos of like a woman being like. Y'all, today I was walking around the park and this guy was just following me. And she, this woman is holding up this video and she has like the camera, like looking at her. You can see the guy. It's like, it's like, it's like her going all around the park and this guy is still following her. She goes back to her car and there's a, and there's a white cloth in her car door. She calls the New Orleans Police Department. They come, they investigate. Um, days there, she does a follow up video. Come to find, and and you see the police there. They're like, uh, you know, taking taking care of her. She does a story later. She's like, there was a, this this drug on the cloth that if she was oh. to, if she was to like open open the car in the door and whatever it would like smell or it would like secrete through your skin or you smell it, it would make you pass out. And this guy was trying to get this woman. Was this in New Orleans? Yes, New Orleans. A jogger who was abducted? Uh-huh. Well, she wasn't yeah. abducted. Well, th this was in New Orleans, but this woman was not abducted because she, cause she noticed a guy following her, and then she called the police, and the police met her at her car, and they found the substance on the cloth. And the, like they, like, they shove it in your door handle so that when you just go to naturally open your car door, you touch this thing, and it's some, some type of carcinogen that will make you pass out. Well, honey, if, I was at a club... And the guy who does not do drugs that owns it told me that he and another employee uh, got sick from fentanyl that was apparently off of absorbed through their skin mm -hmm. when swiping a credit card of someone who they imagined had cut up drugs with fentanyl. Oh, and I'm wow. like, oh my God. I mean, you know, this is just, it's like, this is. <laughs> This is not, not making me feel very safe. But another thing that I've noticed about, you know, and this is someone who is not privy to how common human trafficking is, but like CNN, when I watched CNN probably eight years ago a lot, um, they often ran stories. They ran the story about Natalie Holloway, uh, an American uh, you know, blonde, blonde-ish girl who went down to Aruba and disappeared yeah. and they ran that story for one year and i'm uh -huh. kind of like so this are they running this because there's a real risk of this happening or are they running this for ratings which they often do or are they running this to make it seem like white people are unsafe outside of our natural habitat when you go down to ooh, aruba, aruba and get abducted yeah. well after one year it turned out to be 
Dutch guys that had abducted her, not the scary, you know, residents from Aruba. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, 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 you know, and this is like a Trump thing, too, where it's like, oh, you know, um, everything's law and order. Um, and I don't think that that means that the left, you know, wants crimes. It's just that I think sometimes there are scare tactics that mm-hmm. that to, to, to make it seem like, um, you know, there's more danger than there is. I, honey, I don't know. Yeah, maybe we should abduct Aries Spears. (laughs) And (laughs) (laughs) oh God! Um, Well, you know, uh, in some lighter news, Lady Bunny, I went to some award shows recently. Had a very good time. Yeah, peppermint, uh, peppermint gummy. Do you know? Do you know peppermint? Of course, you have to. Peppermint's original drag name, like her last name. Peppermint Gummy Bear. Yeah, Peppermint Gummy Bear and I, we hosted the red carpet for Paramount um, at the VMAs, and it was a really good time. Peppermint, I mean, I feel like you know more about pop, pop culture than Peppermint. Peppermint knows nobody's name, like, like doing this red carpet thing. And, and so that was really, I always enjoy doing stuff like that with Peppermint because she is her, she's a riot. She cracks me up. And there's this video of her and I trying to, because Lil Nas X appeared in the carpet. And we were like, oh, my God, we have to talk to Lil Nas X. Like, we are two big-ass drag queens sitting at the VMAs. Like, surely he's going to stop at our thing and talk to us. And, girl, but, and again, I don't think Lil Nas X, because everyone online starts making their own fan fiction. I don't think Lil Nas X was intentionally ignoring us. When you are on those carpets, it's very hectic especially if you're like a huge fucking star like Lil Nas X millions of people are like pulling at you and trying to take you to different things everyone is screaming your name so we just went to like chase after him and call him to come and talk to us but I don't think he heard us and he walked away but the internet was like ah, Lil Nas X how can you do this to the community like drag queen I don't like girl I don't think it was all that it wasn't that involved well because I told him to ignore you we're seeing each other <laughs> Oh really? Yes. How long? Yes. Oh, very long. Very thick. Also. Um, <laughs> so what you're saying is that gay pop star, you've heard it here first on Ebony and Irony podcast, is trans and drag phobic. Yeah, he has trans and drag phobic. <laughs> correct. So he does drag and then shits on our community for dollars. No. Um. So yeah, I mean, th- I did see you reacting to Taylor. Swift, did you get to call her? No, she, bitch, Taylor Swift did not do any press. She did, like, those pictures everyone saw of her getting on the carpet, like, in her look. And then they they beelined her. Is it beeline? V-line. Beeline. They beelined her straight to the celebrity entrance to get into the venue. And she was out. She did not do any press whatsoever. Um, uh, But it was nice to go to the awards. We saw, we I saw Lizzo perform live. And she was amazing. She was really great. She was great. I mean, she is bringing music back. Uh, she's There's so many hooks in her songs. And um, I don't love that type of power pop, but damn it, that bitch has a hook in there, and she's sounds pop. great. What is this? Well, I didn't, I didn't, this that's, that's, uh, that's a great title. Power. I never, that's great. Power pop. Well, I love that. It, it, it has a... It has a um, uh, almost like a rock beat, but it has soulful chords. So it's um, it's it's an interesting, you know. It's it's not like her. It's not like um, you know uh, 
what's my favorite one? It's not like uh, uh, oh, Good as Hell, which is straight up R&B. It's not mm. like, you know, Juice and uh, It's About Damn Time, which are more mid-tempo dance. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's more of a it's more of a crossover sound, you know. It's 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 a it's it's more poppy than that. Her new song, uh, but yeah, I loved her performance. I loved uh, the video stuff was really uh, great. I mean, at one point she was playing the keys of an imaginary piano that was the floor that she was stepping on oh, to play yeah. the notes. I mean, it was just, she, she, I mean, her, her video, everything was, you know, well rehearsed. It, it sounded like she was singing live. She, and was. It she was singing great. live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got a, she's got a, a, a powerful voice. Now I did, uh, I, I, I watched a lot of the performances last night and, um, <laughs> Last Ooh, night, that was my first. No, I, I, I didn't see it live, Bish. I wasn't invited. So the buddy, um, the VMAs were like three weeks ago. You just watched them last night. It was not. There were the videos were posted nine days ago. Oh. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. I don't have a TV, so I. I. I, I was interested to see the artist named Marshmallow, who actually oh, yeah. has a marshmallow. <laughs> As a head piece, yeah. I'd seen him on the charts, but I didn't know that that was the look. That was pretty. Hey, you don't need to dose, microdose. LSD I know it's happening on TV, girl. Yeah, but that was that was actually you know it was a it was a cute groove. I, I'll pro- I'm probably gonna buy it now. Are you a barb? Um, am I what? Are you a barb? What's that? <laughs> a, barb. a barb is a Nicki Minaj stan. Um, uh, you know, a lot, her new song is a, a super freak She's sample. She's all right. Mm-hmm. But the only thing about that is that that's not even a fresh sample to use. When we started sampling, they would sample stuff that was a little bit more off the beaten path and then you know it started sampling stuff that was like islands in the stream by dolly parton and you know uh kenny what is it loggins i don't know (laughs) i mean just like corny stuff um so you know she's used a lot of samples the 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 one that she she used rick james super freak in that what is the new song super sexy Super freaky, freaky girl. Freaky. Okay. So, yeah, that's a sample that's been used. She used, she did, uh, uh, I like Big Butts, uh, you know, was her, one of her big hits. I will say that I hate that boom, ba boom, 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 bass. Super so, bass? What? Yeah, that is so corny. That is so, I mean, it is hooky, but it's just, it's so bubblegum, you know? I think Starships is an un, uh, you know, I mean, you just can't argue with it. It's just a a, a party party, you know, song that people love, and and you know, it's it's it works. Um, yeah. But I didn't understand um, the the lyrics or or why she started off with a girl who was strapped to uh, a, oh, because she, she was doing uh, funny because she was doing Roman's Revenge. She was doing this is what she was like her. She was doing her alter ego Roman. Yeah. Well, I don't know what that, I, I don't know about all that, but it looked like <laughs> she, 
she had she had had some. Uh, it, it looked like she was human trafficking on primetime oh, TV. I mean, it it, it 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 didn't. You know, I mean, so much of her lyrics is a familiar territory for rap, which is like I'm better than her. You know, I've got to be. I'm all that, and I'm just kind of like. Ooh, there's so many directions you could go in lyrically, and there, you, any any writer's going to work with her. So it's kind of like, so you're the one that uses the samples? You know, it's, it's almost like the record industry is using these proven hits as a background for these rap tracks um, because they don't want to take any chances. Like, it's a proven, I mean, it's, it's, you, you already know it. You can already hum it. Yeah. I just wish they would take more chances and if the biggest artists won't take the chances you know the littlest ones aren't going to take the chances if you could sample any song bunny what would you sample well they already sampled it uh love like this faith evans it's a song called chic cheer by uh the disco band chic oh yeah i mean that's wait just a, it's the disco band chic sample faith evans it's, no, Chic Cheer is a 1978 song by them oh. that and is she, the basis of like I Never Knew There Was a Love Like This Before. And it's also Fat Man Scoops. If the ladies in the back with no hair on your head, <laughs> you know Got that it. song. Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, it's I mean, it's just a it's just a funky, you know, song. And then and, and again, Chic Cheer that was an album cut. It was never a single. So that was a little bit cool to dig that up. I mean, if you're digging, I mean, you know, when you're doing Anaconda and you're literally sampling a, another rap song that is probably you know. Years old. That's not quite as imaginative as a. Not ten. It's like twenty years old. When she sampled it. Yes, and Nicki Minaj sampled that. What What year was Anaconda? Anaconda might maybe two thousand fifteen. Um, Big Butts was like ninety. Uh, not even like ninety ninety, right? Ninety ninety one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, more than twenty years. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I, listen. I'm not against sampling. I have songs that I like that sample. I've written a couple of songs to a sample, um, but I just I, it's it's when you use the obvious ones that it seems to to lack a little bit of. It's 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 very it's playing it very safe, and I think the bigger I mean, artists could take risks. I mean, I agree with you uh, to some extent. I mean, since there's something like, for example, "Through the Fire." When when Kanye West sampled that song, by the uh, the original by Shaka Khan, uh -huh. you know, I'm not from that era, and I didn't grow up on that, so I, I was not familiar with it. The first time I knew "Through the Fire" was when I heard it by Kanye West. So yeah. I thought that was really cool, and it introduced me to that song, and I loved it. So I mean, I think I think maybe I don't know maybe. Maybe some people in the in the in the in the eighties sample songs, and be, people who were older than you were like, "Really? Why didn't they sample blah 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 blah?" Well, they they didn't they didn't sample. What you trying to say is new. that I'm, I'm, I know, sam samples are, 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 are not a recent thing, but I I know it, they didn't sample things back in the seventies and sixties. So here's another example: um, Beyonce released "Before I Let Go" a couple years ago, which is a classic like funk disco mm -hmm. song from an Atlanta band called Frankie Beverly featuring Maze. And it's a great song. And so she covered it. And then halfway through the song, she puts in one of the hooks for a cameo tune. She takes the, the, the bass line and I'm like, wow. So, I mean, 
Y'all should be the one writing the new uh, stuff that tomorrow is going to be sampling. You got to cover a song and then put a sample in it. It's like, yeah, I'm sure you can afford it, but um, but it just I also feels think Beyonce like- has a very big catalog. I'm sure in the next 15, 20 years, these one of these new younger artists, probably a sippy cup. We'll be sampling a uh, fucking Beyonce partition in the song. And then my old ass at that point going to be like, oh, shit, that's partition. Well, so he, this is another example. Um, I, Jack Harlow, the, who sings First Class. Uh-huh. I mean, how long ago was that Fergie sample? Yeah, that wasn't that long. It was definitely after 2000, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> the, the, I mean, I... I I, I don't know. I, I thought Fergie looked great. Um, you know, Fergie is actually a good singer. And Is you know, she? Uh, yeah, she can sing. Did you not hear her sing America the uh, the Star Spangled Banner? Well, that's a really hard song to sing. Bunny, that goes no, the, beyond a hard song to sing. No, that's yes. why that's why the Black Eyes Peach uh, chose her, because she was out gigging. And um, look, I don't like her music. Uh, Fergalicious to me is a nightmare. Um, but <laughs> the, I mean, that's just like the dumbest thing I've ever heard, except for London, London, going down on my London, London. I'm like, London oh Bridges. God. How come every time you come around by London, London Bridges, we're going down by No, I mean, it's, it's hooky, but it's, it's kind of infuriating. <laughs> Wait, buddy, listen to this. Can you see? Let's let's get to the juicy part. Not wooing and clapping. Girl, that's your girl. Um, there. Right. Listen, that that was that, that was Fergie's people hating on the cover moment. Okay, so she has a lot of <laughs> she has a lot of power in her voice, and she has a lot of range. But when you sing a song that doesn't have a beat behind it, then you know, and it's like a sparse arrangement like that, you are going to hear everything that's wrong with the voice and she's also um she does a very like i'm a black singer and she and and so sometimes when the track is laid bare like you know it's it's it it sounds it sounds like you know white person nails on a chalkboard trying to be a (laughs) yeah i I mean i don't like what i don't like the the I don't like her. Listen, everybody should just come out there and lips. Also, she sounds like she's saying it live because if she didn't, she recorded breaths on there, and most of them, even Whitney Houston, lip sync to it. 
I know, which again, we'll, I think they should, I think they should just have Blue, Whitney Houston's version and have different people lip sync to it, except <laughs> for Jinx Monsoon. <laughs> she don't never need to lip sync Whitney Houston again. <laughs> well, because love will Whitney. save the day. Love will save the day, but it's not going to save the the choreography. I'm going to sample that song (laughs) into something. Love will save the day. I'm going to start a new trend. I'm going to sample some Love will save the day and surprise Lady Bunny. Give her a little treat for her little eardrums. Well, speaking of Bunny, one of the showstoppers, or allegedly, was Bad Bunny, who got a lot of press because, well, he's the first uh, Puerto Rican to win, I guess it was Artist of the Year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what he won, but yeah. He did want a big one. And, um, you know, obviously that's a, a, a landmark. But uh, he also kissed a girl and a guy during his number. And mm-hmm. uh, you know what? This was tired a tired gimmick when Madonna kissed Britney. She also cr- kissed Christina Aguilera, but no one really cared. Uh, which must have made Christina quite bitter because that old hag had... Suck the life out of both of them. <laughs> right. Anyway, it it just it's such a weird gimmick, and I remember when you know I don't see this as a win for the gay community. I don't see straight people pretending to be gay as a gimmick as something that helps us. Now I'm told that Bad Bunny is you know from the Puerto Rican macho culture, and this is actually a big, bigger deal um, for people in Puerto Rico because he's st- stood up for trans people. He stood up. So, you know, he's a big, big artist, and his 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 actions will reach many. Um, so I can kind of see it both ways, but I kind of feel like my sexuality is not a gimmick for you to get headlines with, you know? Yeah, I feel it's, that. I mean, so, because uh, do all of those headlines that say, ooh, he kissed a guy, um, are they also giving headlines to gay entertainers? I mean, no. Well, they are giving it to some, like Lil Nas, you know, um, Lil Nas X, excuse me. And um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, I don't know. It, it, it felt so forced um, I don't know. There's a lot of this going on now, though, where people, you know, Demi Lovato came out and said that, well, I'm not actually trans. I know. Or, wait, wait, wait. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. In a minute, I'm going to need to come me up. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, in a minute, I'm going to need a cinnamon bun about a dozen to fill me up. Oh, my God. Do you do that parody? Feeling fussy. Can't find my own pussy or see. <laughs> yes girl um so wow. yeah I, I mean i i just i i think if it's helping it's helping you know maybe it helps more you know in in puerto rico to but i, I don't want it to be a trend i don't want it to be to, because when 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 the trend goes out of style to ooh, kiss a man you know then uh you know i don't want my rights to go out of style with that trend right so 
I don't know. I just didn't really. I remember people saying that when Madonna kissed Britney, oh, as we're fighting for marriage equality, this is Madonna's signal. No, uh, that if she were fighting for marriage equality, she would have said, "I support marriage equality. I'm gonna shit on every politician who doesn't and pressure them, yeah. and you should pressure them." So, you know, one is a stage gimmick, and one is say if if um. Bad Bunny said, I support the Equality Act or, you know, something tangible. So, but, you know, listen, it's better than doing nothing, but I kind of feel it's a it's a little bit weird. And I also got to say, oh, honey, he is sexy and I would not mind kissing him. He's but to me, that music is dreadful. He was lip syncing so badly that um, he, he came out and said, New York, and couldn't even do that live. Really? I didn't, even, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see the performance. I mean, you know, it's like, it's, it's, I know I'm old, but it's such a difference in, you know, my generation. What did, you know, and, and this is another thing about the video music awards in general. I grew up appreciating music before there were videos. Videos maybe started in the the disco era, but it makes you make it makes music about what you look at and not about what you hear. And I judge music with my ears. So, um, you know, it's it's there were a lot of artists who became huge because of their videos. I'm just more interested personally in artists who need a microphone and a wig. That's what Amy Winehouse needed. That's what Whitney Houston needed. <laughs> she didn't need, you know, uh, tons of backup dancers and, you know, stuff like that because she had a what? Voice that was thrilling. Yeah. So yeah. There, I, I think there are very few um, artists who are standing out because of their voice. Like, where's Jennifer Hudson's hits? I want to hear the hits. I want I mean, a record. But want, that's, I, not, that's not, that's not, I mean... It has, to do, it has to do with the artists, too. You have artists like Adele, like Whitney Houston, like Mariah, who are able to really have hits. I mean, I think it's it has to do with her team and her writers. Like, who who are writing these songs for Jennifer Hudson? They're not writing the same hits that you, that, like, why, like, the people who write Adele shit, they should write Jennifer Hudson shit. Yeah, I mean, it's, but it, I just don't think that either Adele or Jennifer Hudson go out there and lip sync, you know, much, if at all. I mean, it's just not what they do. So when you are creating the sound in the moment, you don't need as many dancers and you don't need as many explosions and oh, yeah, for sure. v- video uh, backdrops. I mean, there was an old, a new wave song, Video Killed the Radio Star, uh-huh. which means that now music is something that you watch and you're lured yeah. in by the images, you know, which... Madonna is great looking, had great big budget, you know, videos or whatever, but um, it kind of puts the visual above the hearing. Yeah. And um, you know what visual I'm putting above my hearing right now, Lady Bunny? Um, Let's see. Uh, A child that you have abducted to perform... (laughs) A oh bogus God. pedophilia PSA? No, the video of me of me ending this episode with you because now <laughs> <laughs> you have No! We have to get to the bottom of this. 
<laughs> yes, I actually have to go as well to be fitted for my Ooh. original fashion fit, fitted or fatted. I have to uh, <laughs> for for an original creation for Fashion Week. This they can Sunday. just they, they they can just get a Samsung fridge and drape it on that. It should be the same thing. Also, Bushwick. Shut up, bed sheets. Uh, Bush Week is happening this weekend, the Brooklyn Festival of Drag, and I'm going to perform there uh, Saturday, and uh, it's Saturday and Sunday, so it's at the Knockdown Center, bushwick.com. Check that out if you want to see a whole lot of drag queens. Work. And Chelsea Chelsea Manning uh, is uh, DJing there, who is the trans uh, person formerly of the military, who was a, 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 a whistleblower. That's quite quite outrageous. That's fierce. I, well, I can't wait to hear you. Talk, I can't wait to hear that about. So you can tell me about it next week. That'll be great. All right. All right, girl. Okay. Bye. Podcast Network.